Welcome to Crop Watch Podcast, a production of Nebraska Extension. Welcome back to the Nebraska Crop Watch Podcast. I'm your host, Nate Dorsey. I'm a water and cropping systems extension educator with the University of Nebraska Lincoln, and I cover Dodge and Washington counties in eastern Nebraska. This is episode 59. And as we get into today's podcast episode, I want to encourage you, if you haven't already, to subscribe to the podcast so you can be notified when we post new episodes. Also, it would mean a lot to us if you'd leave a review wherever you're listening to the show, whether that's Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or another platform. They make it pretty easy, and it only takes a few minutes. But most importantly, it helps other people find the show and have access to this information. We have a lot of events coming up, and I always try to give a rundown of some of the different trainings and educational programs that are being offered by Nebraska Extension. So I will try to provide a list of some of these here, but the best way to stay current is to visit the cropwatch.unl.edu website, talk to your local Extension office, or speak with your local Extension educator. First off, we are offering pesticide certification trainings throughout the state there are well over 100 of these trainings being offered throughout the state for private and commercial and non-commercial pesticide certifications. The best way to find out about these is the pested.unl.edu website. There's a full schedule of when these are being offered and the locations. The next event that we'll talk about here is the Eastern Nebraska Soil Health Cover Crops Conference that's being offered on February 9th at the Eastern Nebraska Research Extension and Education Center in Ithaca, Nebraska. This is going to be a great event focused on soil health and cover crops in eastern Nebraska. So if you're in the area, this is one that I would encourage you to attend. Then we also have a lot of on-farm research network results meetings that are being offered throughout the state. So every year, the University of Nebraska conducts the on-farm research program where we partner with local farmers and investigate questions that they might have, whether that's things around pest management or precision agriculture, whatever the topic might be, we help implement on-farm research trials and we collect all the data in an anonymized format and report that in a book, but we also conduct these meetings every year to report the results from the last season. So these are going to be offered at several locations and dates. On February 15th, this is being offered in both Alliance and York, Nebraska. On February 16th, it will move to Beatrice. February 17th will be offered in Fremont. And then we have a little bit of a gap, but on March 1st, it will be in North Platte and March 2nd in Kearney. So if you're interested in hearing some of these results that we've conducted on the farm in partnership with growers throughout the state, these are great meetings to go to. We also have land application trainings. These are for individuals who have livestock and apply manure to their properties. The first of these is being offered in Norfolk on February 15th, then in Lexington on February 22nd, then Alliance on March 1st, West Point on March 7th, O'Neill on March 14th, Beatrice on March 21st, and Columbus on March 28th. And I'm sure there's quite a few other events, and I'm probably missing some, so I apologize for that. But again, the best way to get a list of all the different things that are going on in the state and that are being offered by Nebraska Extension is to visit the cropwatch.unl.edu website. In our podcast episode today, we're going to be talking to Chuck Burr, who is an Extension educator with Nebraska Extension specifically about a program that he helps run, which is called TAPS program. This is an annual competition, a crop competition, if you will. So we're going to learn a little bit more about this specific competition and what makes it different from traditional yield competitions. And we're also going to have the opportunity to hear from Sean Woolen, who is one of the winners in the 2022 competition. So we're going to hear about his award and some of the practices that he followed this year to be able to accomplish that. I'll let Chuck introduce himself and give some more details on the specific counties that he covers He's in central Nebraska, 
and I know he covers uh, several counties. I just want to make sure that I get it right. So I'll let Chuck introduce himself and his background and, and also give some details on it, where exactly in the, in the state that he covers geographically. Yeah, Nate, uh, glad to be here today. Yes, yeah, so I focus on water and cropping systems. I'm based in Lincoln County at North Platte, Nebraska, and I cover uh, seven or eight counties in kind of the west central area. So. Yeah, I knew it was quite a bit, so I didn't want to get it wrong. So, <laughs> And one of the things that you do that's really unique in Nebraska Extension is that you help administer a program or a competition, really, that's called TAPS. I guess first, starting off with, uh, what is TAPS? What does it stand for? I think that's uh, it, it, that's probably the number one question that people are going to have. Yeah, so TAPS stands for Testing Ag Performance Solutions. And so back when we started this in 2017, uh, we were looking for a way to kind of engage growers and engage industry and governmental agencies uh, kind of all in one place to be able to, to talk about things like efficiency and profitability and uh, greatest yield, as well as uh, which of the technology is readily adaptable to the farm to make some of these nitrogen and irrigation decisions. Uh, so that's really where it started. Yeah, we've been going for six years now, and we host three different farm management competitions here in North Platte. We've got a sprinkler irrigated corn competition, a subsurface drip irrigated corn competition, and a grain sorghum competition as well. So one of the other things that I understand about the TAPS program is that it's not just in Nebraska. There are several other states and universities that also have programs in their respective states. How, how exactly does, does that structure start? And it, did it have its roots in Nebraska, or was it started somewhere else and that we adopted that as part of what we wanted to do? Yeah, it really started here in North Platte. Then we have a colleague down in Oklahoma, uh, Jason Warren, and he started a uh, irrigated corn competition there as well after a year or two after we got started. Then he's since added an irrigated cotton competition in Oklahoma. We have another colleague here in Nebraska, Cody Creech, that started a winter wheat competition, and that's based in Sydney at the High Plains Ag Lab, uh, west, west part of the panhandle of Nebraska. Yeah, it's been really exciting to see that expand every year, it seems like. And this is a little bit different than a traditional yield contest. I mean, there's several different yield contests that are run you know, nationally and in each state. What makes the TAPS program different from some of these other contests or competitions? Yeah, so really the, in the competition, the focus really isn't on highest yield. Uh, you know, some of the contests, the yield contests, they can throw basically anything at it, just try to get another half a bushel or whatever, you know, eke out that last bit of yield. Uh, with the TAPS competition, our, our biggest award, we give, give cash awards, it's $2,000 for the most profitable farm. So yeah, we basically keep control over everything except six decisions that they make. Uh, they select a crop insurance package, they select a hybrid and a seeding rate, and then they tell us how much nitrogen to apply, when to apply that, how much irrigation water to apply, when to apply that. And then they also tell us how they would market their grain on a simulated either 1,000 or 3,000 acre farm. Well, you know, on the 3,000 acre farm, they're dealing with 700 some thousand bushels that they'd have to market during the growing season. So we keep track of all that. There, there's costs related to nitrogen costs each year that varies. The irrigation costs for pumping water, uh, crop insurance that changes from year to year. So yeah, we keep track of all the costs and all the income they would generate selling their grain over, over the entire season. And that's, that's how we calculate profitability. The efficiency is calculated a little bit differently. Basically what we're doing is how much of the nitrogen and irrigation water you apply 
actually goes into the plant to make production. Uh, so, you know, we can apply more nitrogen than maybe the plant would take up. That's you kind of get a penalty for doing that if you apply more nitrogen than the plant really needs. Uh, same with irrigation water as well. Great. So can you tell us a little bit about the 2022 season? So you just had your TAPS banquet in January that kind of gave an overview or actually awarded some of the these different awards for efficiency and yield and some of these other ones. Can you tell us a little bit about the 2022 season and some of the competitors that were there and then maybe some of the results that came out of the competition this last year? Yeah, so with the three different competitions we host, it would be a total of 67 teams. Those could be teams or individuals. We had about 105 participants over those three different competitions. But yeah, we had our banquet in Kearney and they gave out awards. This last year was really dry, like you know, a good part of Nebraska. So irrigation was just a huge component in terms of yield and efficiency. That, that's probably the, the most significant difference of 2022, other than just being very warm. I, I know we had a lot of days over 100. But we normally don't have near that many. So really warm conditions and, and not much rainfall. So in terms of award winners, we had a triple crown winner this year in the sorghum competition. Tracy Zink won. Uh, she had the highest yield, the highest input use efficiency, and was the most profitable as well. So that's really kind of exciting to see. In the subsurface drip uh, competition, Lauren Dismang had the highest yield. Uh, the Tri-Basin Water Watchers had the highest input use efficiency. And the Rattlesnake Boys had the most profitable subsurface drip farm. In terms of sprinkler corn, highest yield went to Luke Olson. Highest input use efficiency went to Sean Woolen. And the most profitable farm in the sprinkler went to the Perkins County Group. Yeah, I love some of these team names. Those are those are pretty fun. We have Sean Woolen on the show today talking about his input use efficiency and some of the strategies that he used to get that. And he was a f- first-time participant in, in the TAPS program this year, so that's pretty exciting. So, Sean, thanks for joining us on the CropWatch podcast today. And again, congratulations on being one of the winners. Chuck mentioned that this is your first year participating in the TAPS program so can you tell us a little bit about what you learned as part of the TAPS program and also what made you decide to participate? I was at a UNL meeting and uh, they were talking about it and they were wanting more participants. So I started asking questions and it was kind of late in the process, but they still had some time to get me signed up. So I just went ahead and thought I'd try it. So when you joined the competition did you have an end goal in mind, like trying to win for efficiency or yield, or maybe use it as a test bed to try some new practices that maybe you just weren't ready to adopt on the farm yet? Or what was your end goal in participating in the TAPS program this year? Uh, I, I guess going in, I was just trying to get the most bang for the buck. And uh, I basically just treated the TAPS plot like we run our own operation and how we apply water and fertilizer and other nutrients. So I just wanted to see, you know, what what we were actually doing of how that compared to other growers. And it, it was very interesting to, you know, to compare everything in the TAPS plot. Well, if you won for efficiency, just using your typical practices, I think that really speaks to the type of operation that you're running on your farm. And one, being mindful of resources and environment. And I think that's just really amazing. And you must have a very successful operation. With your success last year in the TAPS program, do you intend to compete again this upcoming season? Yeah, I've already signed up for next year, so we'll give her another try and and see how it turns out. So 
Again, I just want to thank you so much for joining us, Sean, and congratulations on being one of the winners. I personally am looking forward to following along with your performance this season since you're going to be participating again. So going back to Chuck and thinking about the future of the TAPS program, what do you have in mind for the TAPS program in terms of this next year and future growth? Are, are there things that we should be looking forward to with the TAPS program? Yeah, great question. So uh, we're ready to announce that we're going to have a uh, TAPS popcorn competition this next year. That'll be sponsored by Zanger Hybrids uh, Company. Uh, so look for more information to come out on the popcorn competition. In the sprinkler corn competition, we actually added a cover crop into the rotation here. So after the soybeans were harvested in October, we went ahead and planted a cover crop and uh, the participants will have to manage around the cover crop. You know, how does that impact their nitrogen decisions or their irrigation decisions later in the season? The other change that we're going to make is our grain sorghum competition is going to move to Grant. We have a Stump International Wheat Center at Grant and uh, Grant is just probably a better environment for growing sorghum. North Platte is not a big sorghum area here. Um, so yeah, looking forward to moving to Grant to maybe a little uh, drier climate, a little maybe more heat stress. So look for the sorghum to, to really uh, increase the efficiency and things out there. The other thing that's kind of interesting and kind of fun for me is uh, we just received funding from the Nebraska Department of Environment and Energy, and we're going to develop a computer simulation model of aggregation, you call it. So uh, in the future, you'll be able to play a TAPS competition on your computer, you know, from the, the privacy of your home. It's really targeted to high school students, so they will have the opportunity to compete within TAPS and then look how their decisions compare to the other students making decisions. And along with this gamulation we're developing, there will be curriculum that goes with that. So we'll develop materials for these high school students, how to select hybrids, you know, what things to look for, or what's a, a good seeding rate for the area. And they get again, how much uh, water nitrogen do you need to, to kind of hit some of those triggers in terms of profitability, efficiency, and greatest yield. Yeah, that's really exciting for 4-H and also for our FFA programs throughout the state. That's a great opportunity to test what they're learning in their in their classrooms and be able to simulate how their crops would perform and the impacts of their different management decisions. That's really exciting. The last question that I had around the TAPS program is around some of the technology. Were there any teams or individuals as, as part of this competition that have really used some exciting technology to help them make some of the decisions that they made for their plots that either gave them you know, an advantage in terms of decision-making or some additional data and understanding what was going on there? Yeah, so I think the participants, especially the two corn competitions, the ones that do really well, really rely on a soil moisture or a plant sensor for making those irrigation decisions. We've just seen a huge range in terms of how much water is applied from one team to another. Uh, most years, it's a 10-inch range in terms of how much water is applied. It was closer to, to 20 inches this last year. So the teams that really kind of watch that soil profile to trigger their irrigations, they're, they're doing very well in terms of yield and efficiency, and, and that's really fun to see. Uh, the other technology we provide uh, from satellite imagery, aerial imagery, and some drone imagery now, that's maybe taking a little bit longer to, to get confidence in that and, and adopt that on their own farming operations. So we look for more experience with that in the future. Uh, and that's really what TAPS is all about, you know, having that opportunity to to try some of this technology in a no-risk environment. You know, if, if you follow something and, and uh, you don't get a very good yield, well, you didn't win the award, but at least you didn't lose money on your own farming operation. It really gives them that opportunity to try things out. 
before they go ahead and adopt it on their own farming operation. Yeah, I think that you bring up a really good point there, Chuck, in that this could be a test bed for individuals to test things, you know, with pretty low risk in terms of what they wanted or could see themselves adopting on their farms later. I know that Sean mentioned that he pretty much treated his plots like he treated his farm, which is which is also exciting. So if he's getting that level of, of efficiency in his own operation, then that's that's wonderful. But I know that this is also a great opportunity for people to test new technologies or approaches and see how that goes without having to, you know, mess anything up in their own operations. Yeah, exactly. And to me, kind of the, the fun part of it is to look back at the end of the year and look and see who did well and what they did to do that. You know, the producers make a lot of decisions in, in a growing season and competing within TAPS and, and kind of benchmarking themselves against other producers. They find out very quickly, you know, what's their strengths in their management strategies and maybe some areas that they need to work on. You know, they might see somebody putting on 50 pounds less nitrogen and getting the same yield. That really kind of triggers their thinking of, well, maybe I need to check into that a little bit more. And then the, the other piece of TAPS that's been really fun is the peer-to-peer -peer learning. Uh, you know, we interview our award winners, so we put information out on, you know, the decisions they make. Uh, we have several social events during the year where participants talk to each other. Brian Ballou is just an example. He talked to Tim Schmickley the very first year he was competing, and Brian was in the sorghum competition, and Tim was the most efficient corn farmer the first two years. And after talking to Tim, Brian went home and cut his nitrogen rate 60 pounds per acre on his irrigated corn production. And uh, his yields haven't changed and he hasn't looked back. So, you know, just learning from each other that are, you know, already doing a good job. And again, just finding out what their strengths and weaknesses are and then uh, taking that step to improve their management strategies. Yeah, I think that's a really good example that the TAPS program, yes, it is a competition on the surface, but everything that we do at the University of Nebraska and in Nebraska Extension does have an education component. Our motivation is to really help farmers be more efficient, be more profitable, and this program is a, serves as a great way to showcase some of the, the approaches and technologies that people can be using to improve their operations and then could learn from others. So that's really, I, I would say, that the a great goal of the program is not only the competition, which is fun, but really the learning aspect that can result from that, not only for the competitors, but also for people who can look at some of the results and see, you know, how these decisions are going for other people in the, in the state. Yeah. The, the other thing that we do in our competition is we don't release any names for individual farms other than those that are in the top three. Uh, so, you know, if somebody wants to try something and it doesn't work out, we, we don't want to embarrass them by, you know, somebody saying, oh, you, you got last or whatever. Uh, so, yeah, we, we keep that information confidential. Uh, so yeah, it's really a place for you to try something maybe really out there. And if it doesn't work out well, you're not going to get embarrassed over it. We learn from it and we move on. So that, that's been uh, kind of a stalwart of our program as well. We don't want to embarrass anybody. Just want them to compete and try things different and we'll, we'll all learn from it. Yeah, I know if I were to compete, I would probably be on the lower end. <laughs> we you know, at Nebraska Extension, we know a lot, but we're pretty specialized in our in our different areas. I'm definitely more on the agronomy side when it comes to marketing and some of these other things that these other farms really excel at that they've had a lot more experience. You know, I, I might do okay in some aspects, but would not do well in others, and I'm sure others would probably feel the same way. So it's nice to hear that that is kept anonymous. <laughs> Yeah, that, that's the other kind of fun thing, I guess, is when we look at total profitability from one farm to another, we see a huge range in terms of profitability. 
you know, maybe three, $400 per acre, not per farm, three to $400 per acre difference in profitability. You know, when you start looking at grain marketing, you know, you get another dollar or two per bushel. If you do a really good job marketing, you multiply that by a couple hundred bushels per acre, that can add up very quickly. And then the other side, you really keep your costs down by really watching that water uh, cost and nitrogen cost and, and seed cost as well. You can have some pretty big swings in profitability. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Well, if anyone wants to be involved in the TAPS program or are interested in learning more, where can they go and can they talk to you or is there anyone else at the university that they should speak with? Yeah, so Crystal Rhodes is our TAPS program manager. Uh, you can send her an email. It's just taps at unl.edu or you can check out our website taps.unl.edu. All of our newsletters are on there. All the vast uh, annual reports are on that website as well. Uh, you can follow us on Twitter. We'd encourage you to do that. Um, I've talked to a couple of people that actually follow TAPS. They've never been to one of our events, uh, but they tell us that they've learned a ton just from looking at the results from all these participants the last six years. So that's been kind of fun to see as well. Great. So we'll put the, those links and that email address in the show notes of this podcast episode. So if anyone is interested in learning more, you can easily find it just by clicking on the show notes of this of this episode. So I want to give a special thanks today to our guests, Sean Wollen and Chuck Burr. Thanks so much for being here, Chuck. Yeah, glad to, glad to talk about TAPS anytime, anywhere. <laughs>